For older adults, feelings of loneliness can become increasingly significant. And today, we'll discuss several Johnson County programs and initiatives to help seniors deal with these issues. Whether you live in or just love Johnson County, Kansas, JOCO On The Go has everything Johnson County. Here's what's happening and what's coming up in the community you call home. Thanks for joining us for JOCO On The Go. I'm your host, Andy Highland. I work in public affairs and Johnson County government. And we're here to talk about some county initiatives for older adults to help them navigate feelings of loneliness and belonging. And joining us today to talk about this topic are two representatives from Johnson County. First, it's Evelyn Doobie from our county's Department of Health and Environment. Evelyn, welcome. And can you tell us a little bit about you and your role? Thanks, Andy. Yeah, my role at the Department of Health and Environment is as an emergency planner and community resilience coordinator. Really what that entails is not only working on and updating our emergency plans and guidances, but also working with community members, organizations, and other local partners to evaluate and understand barriers and challenges that populations face around preparing for emergencies. And then we create solutions to said barriers. Excellent. And also joining us is Lindsay Huddleston from our Aging and Human Services Department. And welcome, Lindsay. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, thank you, Andy. Um, my name is Lindsay Huddleston. Um, I'm an eligibility and options specialist with the Johnson County Aging and Human Services Department. What that entails is I'm a social worker that goes out to our older adults' homes in the Johnson County area and assess complete assessments to get our individuals hooked up to services and um, involved in the community. Um, Johnson County Aging and Human Services kind of has two divisions within it. So we've got aging division and outreach division. Um, aging, our main goal is to get individuals connected to services to be able to remain in their home and stay independent as possible. Um, the outreach side, you know, they kind of have similar goals of keeping people in their homes and remaining independent, but they help individuals um, and families of all ages um, in regards to utility assistance and food pantry. Wonderful. And so, Evelyn, let's start with you. I think you've been involved in a couple different programs that focus in this area that we're talking about today, helping seniors deal with issues of loneliness and belonging. Well, why is this, uh, why is this of interest to you and how does it tie back to community health, which is your daily job? Sure. When we look at community resilience, we look at it through the lens of improving a community's overall ability to adapt, respond, and recover quickly from adverse events. And social connection is really a main theme that we see over and over again as being a crucial aspect of that, particularly for older adults. So when I started at the department in 2023, it really stuck out to me as something that I wanted to focus on and start creating initiatives for. As far as impacts on health, social connection affects us not only mentally, but physically as well. Poor social connection is associated with higher levels of depression and anxiety, heart disease, obesity, um, high blood pressure, dementia, and more. While on the opposite end of that spectrum, strong social networks have been associated with better self-rated health and disease management among individuals. So having that support and involvement makes a huge difference. Very good. And so uh, one of the programs I wanted to talk to you about was the Bridging the Gap program that you're involved with. So 
this is uh, tell us a little bit about that and how it works. Right. Well, what we know is that older adults and the younger generation both experience higher levels of isolation and feelings of loneliness, but for different reasons. So this project brings together local high school students and older adults who reside at independent care facilities where students can host interviews with these older adults, just asking them questions about life, getting to hear their incredible stories and really receive that amazing wisdom that so many older adults are eager and willing to share. And a lot of times, part of the advice that older adults give revolves around the importance of social connection and having close friendships that you can lean on as you go through life. So we also record these sessions and give a copy of the recordings back to participants as a memento for them to look back on, listen to again if they want to. And the students can use these recordings for classes, newspaper, yearbook, other academic projects like that. Let's listen to one of those recordings now. Here, student Hannah Royer visits with interviewees Janet Elliott and Ann Hendrickson. Yeah, and you guys both mentioned like community and how important that is, but as like someone younger, it's really easy to have like that group of friends. But once you go off to college and as you like approach being an adult and doing kind of your own things, how do you guys like keep a community to like have somebody to lean on? Yeah, well, I had to, in college, I had these six or five friends or six of us, mm-hmm. and we continued to, a, even though we were different states, we kept in contact with each other. We had a, when we had a problem, we, we dealt with it, the six, six of us did. So I had that group. And then when you have a church, you, you have, usually have some pretty close friends in church, as she mentioned mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And then maybe even in your workplace. I've had some real good friends in my workplace. And some, everywhere you are, if you can find someone to help you, because you're going to have a problem everywhere you work, there are going to be obstacles. Great advice there on forming these important bonds with others. How long has this program been going on? We had our first um, set of interviews back in October of 2023, and since then we have at least one or two sessions every month with different care facilities participating and students from different high schools as well. How did you get the idea for it to to get started with it? We were thinking about um, social connection, and I was doing some research on people who experience higher levels of isolation, and it was really um, interesting to see that both older generations and younger generations did. And so just trying to think of a way that we could incorporate these two sets of folks who usually wouldn't have the opportunity to get to know each other otherwise. That's great. And, and it was that- a good opportunity. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, It was a good opportunity to have students who needed community service hours for like National Honor Society. It was a really good way to get them involved and and have them um, do things for those those organizations. What kind of feedback have you received on this so far from the participants? It's really positive. Based on surveys, we have folks fill out after interviews. 100% of our participants said they enjoyed the conversations they had. They felt like they were able to personally connect with the people they had conversations with. And not only that, but many of the students have said they want to get connected again with the older adults that they interviewed. So it's really fun just getting to see these relationships and again, connections with people that probably wouldn't have met otherwise. And a lot of them sign up again for more interviews and say they want to recommend participating to their friends and other residents. So it's all just great feedback to hear. That's wonderful. And I I think another program I know you've been involved with is Know Your Neighbor Cards. And so what is the idea behind that? 
Yeah. So the Know Your Neighbor cards are an opportunity for members of our community to share just their basic contact information with those they're geographically closest with in neighborhoods, com- uh, apartment complexes, those kinds of things, because neighbors are often the first people we think of or turn to during emergencies or other times of need, just because of how quickly they're able to get to us. And this is especially relevant for older adults who might need extra assistance during those instances if they have mobility issues or or no form of transportation, if they rely on durable medical equipment, there's a power outage, um, those types of situations. So these physical cards are small and it just has space for you to put your name, address, a good way to contact you. And then you can hand them out to folks when you're on a walk or put it in someone's store, um, distribute them at an HOA meeting, really any and all ways of getting them out there. And then that way people have just something easy that they can stick on their fridge, have it accessible for when that time might come. And so how does someone get access to those cards if they want them? Are they available on your website? Yes, they are. And right now we do have the cards physically at five Johnson County Library locations. So those would be Antioch, Corinth, Central Resource, Lenexa City Center, and Oak Park. And we're working at getting them displayed at more of those library branches. But anyone can print the cards out for themselves by going to the Johnson County Department of Health and Environment website and just searching Know Your Neighbor cards. Then they'll just click on Family Emergency Preparedness. There'll be a direct link for people to print out those cards as well as a video explaining a little bit more about why the cards are important um, and how they can be used. So even if you don't have a printer at home, you can go to your nearest Johnson County Library location and print them out there. And tell us a little bit about why these programs are so important. What suffers when neighborhoods don't have those strong connections? Sure. And I think that we touched a little bit on this throughout the conversation, but what really suffers when not only neighborhoods, but just people in general don't have these strong connections and networks is their mental health, their physical health, but their sense of belonging and their sense of identity as being a member of Johnson County. And when folks don't have those things, it becomes even harder to get through really tough times. So that's what we're aiming to do here is create these programs and initiatives that allow people to feel more supported and feel like they have folks that they can lean on within this community. That's great. And, and if people want to get involved with the first program that you talked about, is there a way they can do that? Absolutely. Um, so what they can do is that if they have a, a high schooler in their life or somebody they know who's at an assisted care facility who might want to participate, they can reach out to us at the department um, and they can always reach out to me personally and we can see uh, how we can get them involved for sure. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Uh, Lindsay, let's let's get to you now. And I know you are aging and our human services group deals a lot with these kind of issues as well. So you, you talked a little bit about at the beginning, but remind us quickly about the uh, stuff that you do too. Yeah, um, our job is to, you know, have these older adults that live in our community to be able to remain in their homes and be able to remain in the community and remain as independent as possible. So our job at Aging and Human Services is to go out we complete assessments and connect these individuals to resources so then they can stay in our community. And so I know your office offers a number of great programs and maybe we can start with uh, nutrition centers. So how does that service assist seniors and connectedness? Yeah, so we actually have kind of three different options when it comes to our nutrition um, section of our department. And so 
really the main goal is to be able to provide nutritious hot meals to our seniors over the age of 60, but also provide social connectedness, um, a feeling of belonging, um, of not being isolated. And so we kind of can do both of those things with all of our programs and nutrition. So we have um, actually congregate meal sites, and those are sites that individuals 60 and over and their spouse can go to in their neighborhood and enjoy a nutritious hot meal and also engage with other people in the community. Um, they also do movies, games, birthday celebrations, so kind of being able to connect as a neighborhood um, and to be able to do that while getting a hot meal. Um, we also have our CHAMPS program, which is um, our partnership with Hy-Vee, so some participating um, Hy-Vee stores in the Johnson County area allow our seniors um, over the age of 60 and their spouses to go to Hy-Vee and also get a hot meal as well. And then we also have our home-delivered meals, which is for our homebound individuals. So our individuals that are no longer able to drive and don't have a means of transportation, um, we have that program where our volunteers deliver a hot meal to them and can be a smiling face and someone checking on them daily, Monday through Friday. So we kind of have lots of different options with our nutrition program, but it essentially allows all of our uh, individuals in our community over the age of 60 to be able to get a hot meal and have some social connection. And I know you also offer classes and some on, including some online. So what can you tell us about those? Yeah, in 2022, we started doing some virtual classes, um, and we offered virtual cooking classes, and we offered um, some art classes, too. So we did some watercolor painting classes and some acrylic painting classes as well. And then we started doing some of those actually in person, and we did um, a Lunch and Learn series where there were different areas in the county that we hosted events in regards to emergency preparedness for seniors, um, another kind of one bringing in people that have done making quilts, documentaries, kind of all different forms of art. Um, and it's just a way for our individuals in our community to be able to connect with one another on these classes and also potentially learn a new skill to, so that they can become more independent, such as the cooking classes, or it allows them to, you know, hone in on a skill that they haven't um, done before, like the watercolor or the acrylic painting. So it just allows them all to connect and do something fun at the same time. And what kind of feedback do you get from those programs too? I mean, I imagine it, it, it sounds like fun to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've gotten amazing feedback. Um, we Basically, the reason why we continue to keep doing them was because our seniors kept requesting them and kept requesting, when's another one coming? Can we do a multi-step class of, you know, with the watercolor, can we do multiple classes to do one painting? And so we've gotten amazing feedback. And I think a lot of our individuals have really enjoyed that opportunity to participate in that. Uh, I also heard something about something that I don't know a lot about, which is adaptive stuffed animals. So what can you tell me about adaptive stuffed animals? I'm not really familiar with those. Yeah, so we provided um, an option for all of our clients to be able to receive either a dog, a cat, or a bird. Um, they called this bird actually the walker squawker. So you could put it on, on your durable medical equipment on your walker. But essentially what it is, is a lot of our individuals, you know, they have mobility issues. They maybe have some difficulty 
moving around their home. And so being able to take care of a pet is a task. Um, and so these animals kind of take away that task part of it. They take away the part of taking them out, feeding them, but it still provides that companionship of a pet. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that enjoy having pets and they always say they're the most loyal companion. So we offer that to our clients um, that they could receive a dog, a cat, or a bird. And they actually do make noise. They move their heads. Um, and so, yeah, they bark, they meow, and they kind of move. Um, so they those have been a really successful thing for all of our clients, too. I, I was worried when they first came out. I was like, I don't know if that many people enjoy them, but we've had a wonderful turnout. And I would say majority of our clients have asked for a second animal. So that's great. That's fantastic. And so what is the best way for people who are interested in taking advantage of some of these programs of residents in our county who qualify to, uh, to reach out to get more information about it? Yeah, they can reach out to us by phone. Um, our phone number is 913-715-8800. And then they can talk to one of our staff about getting connected to one of these programs. They can also visit our website, the Johnson County Aging and Human Services website. And on our website, we actually have an online referral that someone can put all their information in as well. And one of our staff members will contact you. So there's multiple ways you can either call us or you can check us out on the website. Um, and then we're always looking for more volunteers to volunteers for our catch a ride program, our home delivery meals program and for our food pantry. So that's a really great way to stay connected as well is to volunteer your time if you're able. Um, so if you're interested in that, then they can reach out to us by phone or on our website as well. Now, Lindsay, I think you told me that that in your your day job, so, so to speak, you you in, get to interact a lot with seniors directly. Uh, is that right? And and if so, what what kind of you have a story or an anecdote you can tell maybe about one of those interactions that helps illustrate the importance of these programs, maybe. Yeah. So I get the privilege of pretty much every single day being out in clients' homes. And that's kind of a wonderful experience in itself that I can be in their environment um, and kind of the social isolation piece. You know, a lot of these people have barriers with transportation. And so us being able to go to them and visit with them in their environment is a wonderful gift that we have. Um, I mean, I have so many client stories and so many wonderful um, you know, memories in this job of going and doing these things. Um, but I can think of, you know, a married couple that are on our home delivered meals program um, and they receive a hot meal Monday through Friday. They have been in our community since 1959. They um, actually built their home and have been in Johnson County and worked in Johnson County so it's wonderful for people that have given so much to our community that we are able to give back to them and providing um, home delivered meals and being able to provide them with our in-home services as well. We have in-home services um, that can assist with like laundry, like housekeeping, bath aid, medication. So some things that some of our seniors um, may struggle with that we can assist with so that they can remain independent. And so it's lovely to be able to visit with people that I've given so much to our community that we can give back to them um, and allow them to stay in our community. 
That's great. I know. I know. Getting the word out is is uh, 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 one of the things that you work on doing every day, and I'm so happy to help spread the word about uh, for both of you about these great programs and opportunities. So we really appreciate you joining us to talk about them. If this is for both of you, anything we didn't talk about but should have, or any other services or programs you'd like to mention. I would just say, um, you know, if there are people in your neighborhood that you've never really gotten to know, um, but you've kind of always wanted to maybe find the opportunity to have that conversation and start building those really important relationships and and just take this as as your opportunity to do that. Good advice. Yeah, I kind of second that. And then um, also, um, I know Evelyn had mentioned the Know Your Neighbor cards. Um, and over at Aging Human Services, we actually have a book, too, that's called All About Me that we gave all of our clients um, and they're available in our office where you can also contact us, but very similar kind of just outlining different fun facts about individuals, kind of creating conversation with people. Um, and it also outlines, you know, life planning, future planning, decision-making as well. So it outlines all of that, but it also can create wonderful conversations with your family and friends to kind of reminisce on the past and start talking about the future as well. That's great. Thanks to both of you for joining us and for this great conversation. I really appreciate the knowledge and information on an important topic for our community. So thanks again. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. You just heard Joko on the go. Join us next time for more Everything Johnson County. Have a topic you want to discuss? We want to hear from you. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at JokoGov. For more on this podcast, visit jococov.org backslash podcast. Thanks for listening.